You know, Miss Banks, since you had that baby, there's something different about you. <laughs> Play Air Media. I made this podcast for my sons. This podcast is not political. This podcast is for the people. It's for the fathers. It's for the sons that will be fathers of the sons and the daughters that do have fathers. This podcast is for men. You are listening to The Fathership Project. Man, it's, it's, it's been a long time. <laughs> this is so weird. Um, but yeah, you guys are listening to The Fathership Project, uh, <laughs> formerly known as Live With Me Drill. Now, for those who have already subscribed to the podcast, nothing changed. Like, legit, it's still on your phone. You still get updates about the email, I mean, about the podcast and new episodes. The only thing that's changed for you is really the cover and the name. And I changed a little bit of the format, but... Um, <laughs> I uh, wanted to title this episode Aunt Viv because I legit pulled a, a Fresh Prince move. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got on your phone one day and you got a whole new podcast. Um, different color, different name. Like, it, like it, it's not even sort of close to how it used to look. But you just got it on your phone like it's always been there. Um, and I just want to let you know, you are not crazy. Um, I did change it, um, and I had been battling going back and forth, man, about you know how how I was gonna change it, right? If I was gonna just start all the way over from scratch, or I gonna delete this or do all that, and I I actually just decided to ride with what I had. Um, one, I put a lot of time in um, just building it up and pulling the audience, and I didn't want to leave any of my audience uh, anybody. Chasing around and looking for this, that, and the fourth. I wanted to make it as comfortable as possible. But for my new listeners, um, welcome. Please subscribe, man. This is the Fathership Project, and this is officially the very, very first um, episode. Um, the episode before this one is the pilot, and just kind of give you a little bit of a feels, more of a extended intro. But I wanted to um, put something down. So that you guys can just kind of get a feel of what the show may sound like or may what it be what it, you know, what it's going to be about. So I go over the, um, you know, that ep- that uh, pilot, I basically just go over, give you all a different, you know, a different feel of what the show is going to be about. You know, like I almost felt like I was about to rap and it's like, is it poetry? And like, I just kind of wanted to flow, man. I actually was just, you know, really, I've been just taking in time. Um. And it just be a little bit, you know, totally honest, not a little bit honest, but totally honest. Being a little scary, you know, um, the Fathership Project has been something on my heart for about a year, two years now. And I've been battling through letting go of Live With Me Drill or transitioning into this um, just because I've been doing Live With Me Drill for a long time. And before Live With Me Drill, I was doing... Oh, man, I was on the Dave Jones show, uh, Best Life Now show, um, also Gospel, the CHH Plug, 
it, it was so many different shows, man, that I was like, man, I'm just all over the place. And God had been dealing with me, you know what I'm saying? So um, I actually took advantage of this time recently of when um, early March, when things got shut down for me to lock myself in and what I was going to do and what God wanted me to do. So I was so I'm really, really excited that when I had the guts um, and the opportunity to hear and then um, execute, man, um, my entire period during the coronavirus um, scare and world shifting or world shaping <laughs> event, um, I was all about execution. All about this, all about that. And the one thing that God would, because I'm telling you, I was almost like, you know what? I'm just done with the podcast stuff in general. But somehow, in the midst of all of that, um, this concept wouldn't, didn't leave my, couldn't leave my mind. It kept coming up, man. News stories, conversations, people reaching out. It just continued to happen until I said, forget it. Um, okay, Lord, I've, I've been hard hit enough. Um, and this is something that's really, really close to my heart. This is something I'm really, really passionate about. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. So I changed the cover, right? <laughs> like that was phase one. I changed the cover phase two, you know, I actually put my, brought my equipment back out. Cause I had put things up like, you know, um, for me to clear my mind, I start, I clean up. So I, I'm talking about I, I rearranged stuff. So I rearranged stuff. I cleaned up. I moved my desk. I got a new monitor. Like I, I, I went through all of this, like, and then I stepped back away from it, and um, took some time. And you are now listening to the <laughs> to the fruit of that. To me, um, actually getting back to work, man. And um, I'm I'm truly blessed. So. Uh, I say all that to say that this is the Fathership Project. The Fathership Project won't be just me talking every episode um, as I dive through certain conversations and topics that is centered around the Fathership Project, being a father, the, the fatherhood experience. I mean, that goes all the way from finding out what a man is to actually being a man, to encouraging it and inspiring people to be a man. Um how to affect your community, how to impact your community, how you even view your community, how you, you know, view your family, how do you view women, um, <laughs> how do you view, you know, your baby mama, you know, her new man, and how their relationship with you and him should be, and, or you and your baby mama, or your new your girlfriend with your baby mama, like, there, there's so many dynamics that affect the nuclear family, and of course, you know, if it was if everything went the way God intended it, some of these things would never exist. You know what I'm saying? Families would be father, mother, son, you know. But nowadays we're living in a world where um that's not the case. Um and don't get me wrong, there is a way that God intends, but there's also a way that God can still be used and God can still be seen through situations that wasn't it's situations that weren't created by God. But God um, can still be very, very visible and very, very influential. And um, these um, new nuclear families or these new households can still be powerful. Um, But we just got to get back to the source. So the whole conversation of fathership, the whole project of fathership is first identifying behaviors that is 
prohibiting or stopping and affecting men from having healthy relationships. And the healthy relationships, first and foremost, start with your the man's relationship with God. But to get to that by identifying the behaviors, we got to start off with father-son reconciliation. There is so many issues rooted in the fact that a young man and even a young lady, but because I'm a man, I'm going to focus on my fellas. Uh, and I'll take opportunities to sometimes have, you know, get the female perspective and we'll, you know, dive through that. But I'm going to focus mainly on men. And what I've noticed is that there are a lot of things that men deal with on a day to day basis that's rooted in the lack of healthy or at all relationship with the father. So when a young man is angry at his father, this produces a certain type of man, a certain type of personality, a certain type of perspective. And when a man has an unhealthy relationship or no relationship at all with the father, with God, that has an impact on his perspective, his heart, his behavior and how he moves. And sometimes these things, weirdly enough, can be interconnected. Um, and we're going to have so many <laughs> dope conversations. And I say they can be interconnected because imagine you being a young man and your father's always at church. That affects you. When you feel like your father is valuing something over you, it could cause you to hate something um, because of how your father and because of how it affected you. And then that creates animosity with you, resentment between you and your father and you and let's just for that example for church. So now this man grows up disconnected from his actual father, resentful from his actual father, and then disconnected and resentful to the actual father. So that perverts a perspective that creates a personality that will impact his children or impact his relationships and how he interacts with people in the community and at work and so on and so forth. And this impacts the world for forever. This changes certain areas even if they're small areas to us, they're huge to those affected. And that's a problem. You know, like, have you ever have you ever been just angry about something? And it wasn't until you realized what it was that you could actually find freedom and healing in it. You know, like even myself, man. And that was one of the reasons why I'm doing the show, man. I, I realized as I got older that the the resentment I had for my father because of the situation between him and my mom um, created a perspective of mine where I accepted a certain kind of relationship with men. I also sought out certain things from men that I wasn't getting from my father. And it wasn't even always that my father wasn't available, but a wall had been created because of my resentment. So I went to other people, right? Um, what also affected me is my relationship with my father. You know, my father wasn't a, a very overt person when it came to the faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, my father believes in God. Um, he's not as traditional or conservative as I am. But it's so he does believe in God. But there, there's a wall there. Like, it's still a difference. Even to this day, my dad believes. Um, I would say my dad is closer to not really believing in organized religion. Um, but he's not denying that there's a God, right? So then you have a son who... 
um, is very overt and believes in the and believes in the scriptures, believes in the Bible, you know, believes in Jesus Christ, and and um, that creates a thing. So there's so many, and I'm and I'm just telling you, it's so much we're gonna talk about. There's so many things that God has been showing me, that God has been teaching me, and God will be teaching me and showing me, as well as um, p- other people to come in and try to help you, fellas, that's listening to this, kind of call out some things that you may not even recognize, so that you can be a better father, a better man, a better son, a better brother, a better um, nephew, a better coach, a better leader, a mentor, a better mentee, um, just overall. So, let me, And it's another thing that I've noticed. When a man, or as myself, when I grew up, my grandmother was the, the root of faith, right? My mom and those were the people that was praying in church and that was what mattered. So as I grew up and even fast forward to when I got married, I was okay for a season of my wife bearing and carrying the sole responsibility of being connected to God, right? Because I watched women, and as I grew, women were my foundation for faith. They were the found. They were the ones I went to. They were the ones that were very, you know, strict and disciplined in the faith. But then I've watched other people grow up. With their fathers are are elders or pastors, very active in the faith, and that instills something different. Because this is not misogynistic, and I'm not trying to, you know, um, be chauvinist. All these other words has been created, but God has a certain infrastructure for the home, and it's not that women aren't important because they are amazingly important listen women are so important to the home that god created a system that only a woman and a man could come together to create this system right like a family can't be created without a male and a woman present now there's a lot of different ways where people are using different systems to to create a make you know their makeshift homes but the natural order of how a home is created is a man and a woman come together and they have children they build the family and the bible talks about a woman follows a man as he follows god so the man of the house connected to the father leads the wife the wife the mother of the children the father the father of the children this creates this creates a sound base and foundation for that child but if but that is through the child watching the mother follow the father as the father follows the father. So this creates a, a perspective where the son values a relationship with God because of the influence it gives him over the family. But that's an ideal world. Many of us are growing up in a world now where the mother is the father in the home. There, There is no male in the home. So... The mother is solely responsible. And I've caught myself and others allowing women to be the strongest in the house because we grew up where the woman was the strongest in the house. So when I'm around people who have both parents active in their houses and seeing how they lean on their father, how they depend on their father and the type of men that they become, it's always interesting. Like, man, what's the... What's the disconnect? Even watching my brother, my baby brother who grew up in the house with his, you know, my stepmother and my father were both his actual parents, his biological parents. And there's a there's there's something about him that's different. Self-esteem wise, 
discipline wise and I look at the attributes that he literally followed from his father but it was a different scenario when he grew up in the house um so like I said man it's so many topics there's so many behaviors I'm going to talk about with myself and others to expose some of these issues so that we can speak against generational curses that we can um deny the the status quo of our past and actually not just identify these behaviors but cancel them out so that we can heal and reconcile so that we can grow because once we identify these issues that is that are keep that are are enabling us to continue having unhealthy habits and mindsets and relationships and then we go after father son reconciliation we fix these things we begin to dig up that stuff and get our foundation back together um as well as i'm going to be talking about how I didn't even learn how to be like I was a father before I understood what it meant. And by the grace of God, I did OK. You know, I mean, I think I did OK. Um, but in all truth, the better father I become is the is due to the better son that I become. The closer, the, the, the more dedicated a son to the father I become helps me become a better son to the father that God gave me. Um, and understanding the father and how the father views me through scripture, um, understanding how the, how the, how God views me helps me get gain insight on how my sons view me, which is means how I have to care myself. And then how the Bible talks about that Christ says he prefers to come as children, looking at how my children view me and how I should view and approach God. Like, so, so it's a, it's a double-edged sword as they call it but it's, it's such a self-perpetuated system of progress and growth um which is basically the renewing of the mind which christ in this area that that is super unvalued or undervalued or even the conversation to many can be underwhelmed because god creates us to be so relentless that we have just lived right like we have just had which is crazy we've had the ability to survive and you know adapt to the new norms and build build in places that are um that aren't necessarily conducive to growth and it affects how we grow but because we don't die and we survive we accept these norms not recognizing that we're just living and able to survive in unhealthy situations because of the grace of god but it's still far from God's true intentions for where our lives can be. And when we realize that, that's when we start walking through. Um, I'm, I'm like I said, I got some people coming on, man. We're going to talk about being a deadbeat dad um, and talk about true reconciliation in that right. There are many people who think that because of what they've done, they can't go back. Um, there's many situations that we have where we have made so many mistakes. We can't even see where to start to try to fix it. Um, so it's going to be a great time. And the one thing about the Fathership Project I want everybody to know right now is that this is a contact sport. So while we'll be having conversations on this show, the real work happens when the when the uh, microphone goes off. Um, when, when, when the red button is no longer red, that's when it gets busy. That's when we get busy. Um, so look, I want to share a little bit with that, a little bit more about what you guys should expect from the show. Um, 
<laughs> but like I said, again, I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, sorry for the Anviv. You know, this is still the Live with Meet Real, but Live with Meet Real has grown up. You know what I'm saying? Live with Meet Real was so broad that I wanted to make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted, I'm talking to a specific person because there's a specific problem that I want to identify. And Live with Meet Real was so broad that I had to home it in. So I promise you that this will be better than how they did the Anviv. Right, that the only that I will switch it up on you, and you, now you got a new you got a new cover, and I'm gonna change a couple of the aesthetics of just how the shows and the episodes look, and some of the old shows won't be available on anything other than my website, which is the DemetriusJolie.com, and I'm uh I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> so old um, live with me real episodes will be only available. Through uh, my website um, So the website is available now The episodes aren't available yet um, And that's really just because I really just thought about releasing them again I've archived everything But as I was sitting here talking to you guys In real time <laughs> Let me be honest I'm like you know what Some people may want to listen to the old live with me drill Like it, it's not where you are That's the most important um, it's where you're going to go So sometimes you may be like Well shoot I want to catch up here Check this out So I'm going to make that available to you guys um, Which is exciting <laughs> uh, To think about that So the website will have all the old Live, live with me drills I think I got 84 episodes that will be there um, And all the new episodes will be on iTunes iHeart Music Or iHeart Radio uh, Google Podcasts Everywhere they're streaming as well as on TheDemetriusEarly.com Y'all can check that out um, But before I finish You know what else I'm gonna talk about Just preparing y'all for the show And what's coming up next um, Man what's that? What, I won't tell all that yet Let's get to some um, Some music It's a lot of information y'all just had to take in So today's song Of the day Is by my um, Another Christian podcaster My brother Jay Will Um J Will Music, better known as, um, he has a he has a song called Under the Sun. Um, this song is super powerful because this is my brother still sharing his testimony as he is believing and moving to have a son. Um, he and he's just sharing his testimony in one of the most creative ways I've ever seen, the most honest and um, transparent, um, and it gets me every time. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, and I want you guys to check it out. So, here we go. I was driving in the car, and I just started rapping. Like, I do that all the time. But I was thinking about my son in particular, you know. I got a name for him and everything. And um, I would just love to have a family with me and my wife. Like, she'll be such a beautiful mother. So I made this. It's called Under the Sun. Come on, it's nothing new under the sun. It's nothing new under the sun. The sun makes all things new. The sun makes all things new. It's nothing new under the sun. It's nothing new under the sun. The sun makes all things new. The sun makes all things new. I was with my son on a Sunday. You know what my son say? Nothing, cause I ain't got no son. I know I will one day. But if I don't, I'll die dreaming. I keep believing in Jesus. I know he sees that I seen him. I'm giving Caesar with Caesars, but this is kingdom. I need the king, him. But how could I need what I never seen? See, 
When I told you I seen him, I was just dreaming. He has a brand new face every time I sleep. It's like brand new grace every time I'm weak. It's like I try to hide my face every time I weep. Cause they don't understand. I don't want the sympathy. I just want a legacy. How they gon' remember me? If I never plant a seed that can grow into a tree, I don't wanna be a branch without a leaf when I leave. But at least I believe that I'm at peace with my queen. It's nothing new under the sun. It's nothing new under the sun. The sun makes all things new. The sun makes all things new. It's nothing new under the sun. It's nothing new under the sun. The sun makes all things new. The sun makes all things new. Lord, let my faith come now. Can I see my faith come now? I'm putting all my trust in you. No matter what, I'ma stay cool. You got me standing face to face with faith to faith. I'm afraid to face my fate. What if I don't like your answers to the prayers that I pray? So once again, man, that was my uh, homeboy J. Will Music with his song Under the Sun. Um, y'all can just search J. Will Music, man. He's a, he's a Christian artist you can trust. <laughs> uh, no shade intended. Um, but it's just the truth. I mean, he's a Christian artist that talks about being a Christian um, person um, and the things that you just deal with life. So it's not just a song that's only saying Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and 66 letters. And like, you know, it's an actual um, audio testimony. Um, and I think you guys enjoy it. Just his body of work is somebody I talk about all the time. Uh, close friend. um a silent mentor or a met imaginary mentor. I, I don't know what to call it, but a uh, great dude, great music, uh, great song. And to tie it into the show, there's nothing new under the sun. So this show, the name is new, but it's nothing new under the sun. So, so it's still what you've grown to come to love. And that's live with me. Real. It's just me. Real's grown up. And he's a father, and he wants to talk about the fathership project, the fathership experience. Um, so, uh, before I go any further, speaking of sharing and wanting to talk about and sharing and showing, I have some uh, merchandise you guys can check out, man. It's, um, I got some t-shirts that say, Fathers Are Essential, um, on the website. TheDemetriusEarly.com I got three branches when you go to the website This is I'm really excited about the website You go, it's three branches You got Better Early Better Early is my real estate company, man I am a real estate investor and wholesaler Until the government changes the free market And they take away that Then I'll be a real estate agent I have to work for a company and go through all that But blah, 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 but I digress Until then, I am going to expand in the free market of real estate It's not many other industries that create first generation uh millionaires as real estate does and um that's something that i'm doing um something that i can't wait to pass down to my children which i'm already really you know like i said the the process of wholesaling of scoping out houses or what they call it is driving for dollars i've started that taking the kids with me taking pictures of houses asking them to point out um things when they notice is the house distressed uh, does it look like somebody's been there and you know um some really exciting things there, man. Just walking them into a realm that I never considered at their age. Um, my whole life was about getting a job, so I needed to go to college for this. And that's probably the reason I didn't finish is because I was thinking about doing something that I didn't want to do. You know, like I, I had no passion. I didn't go after things that I could 
um, actually be good at because it was about just getting a job working for somebody else. Which we will also talk about um, how we're going to pour into our children and what we're going to prepare them for and how we're going to prepare them to think. Um, We're going to talk about dealing with loss. Um, The one thing that I'll always regret with the Fathership Project is the reality that because I procrastinated with this, because I allowed fear to overcome me, there is one series there's one interview that no one will ever get. Um, I wanted to interview, like I got it written down in the notepad and everything, man. It was the one interview that I wanted to do. You know, when it came to my heart, when God first showed it to me, showed me the Fathership Project, it was four interviews. One was from Elder uh, Michael Holloway, which is coming. And that's going to be exciting. The other was from Reby Versus. Um, and that's going to be titled Father's Farewell. We're going to be talking about some things with him. Um, that's still going to happen. Um, interesting. I'm working on getting my father. And I don't know if y'all ready for that. I don't know if that's going to make it to season one. But um, a show with my dad, <laughs> the Sean Early, um, is also in the works. Um, and then it was going to be a show with my father-in-law. Or my other father, um, Elder James Jarber. And that's the one show nobody will ever hear. And I'm bringing that up because it's important. Because there's two lessons in there. It's actually a thousand lessons. But the one lesson I learned is that um, there's so much potential that's left at the gravesite. You ever looking for... uh, all the the best collection of 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 lost potential, untapped potential is at a gravesite because people die, um, without fulfilling their purpose. Um, and the one thing with my father in law, and that he it's not that he didn't feel his fulfill his purpose, but I know for a fact I was supposed to have a certain conversation with him, and I was supposed to share it. And because of me procrastinating, I've lost that opportunity. So for anybody. Who's waiting for, you know, waiting for your circumstance to fit your comfort level for God to be able to use you. Don't be like me. Because because I waited for my comfort to meet my circumstances. I missed out on something that God I know God wanted me to do. I missed out on creating something. That was going to be able to bless my wife and my family and his children after he was gone. Because I was scared. So listen, I'm showing y'all this show is not going to be about me being perfect or me talking about being the perfect father. And this is what you do when it comes to disciplines. No, the project is all about the experiences. It's all about the experiments. It's all about the mistakes. It's all about the truth. And it's all about being better. So if I can share a hundred stupid things that I've done, I don't know if it's been a hundred, but I'm pretty close there. Um, and mistakes I've made and if my hundred stops you from making 50, then amen. So, um, I just had to share that with you guys is that there's one interview you guys will never get. And it's all my fault because of fear. Don't be like me. Don't wait for your comfort. In your circumstances to become conducive for God to be able to use you. Because if you do, you're going to leave way more money 
And when I talk about money, I'm just talking about interest. So I'm talking about interest. I'm talking about your gift. I'm talking about your impact. You're going to leave way more on the floor and on the table than you're supposed to. So now, even at that point, and it's kind of sad talking about it, but even with that, when I say I want to, when I die, I want to be empty. I want everything God wanted that God put in me to be into the world. So when I leave, I'm talking about I'm a clean slate. I get my new, my new body when I go to heaven. I ain't got nothing left over. I got something left over. There's one thing I'll never be able to do on the, on this planet. You know, or you know, I'm I'm planning on having a podcast in heaven. You know. Um, hopefully, you know, um, I can get on with the network and, you know, get a nice little salary and package and, you know, studio and we'll see how that works. But for real, um, if you get anything else from this show, that's the one thing I need you guys to get. You don't have time for things to fit in your comfort level or waiting for your circumstances to, um, be convenient because you'll miss out. Some of the most amazing things happen you know, um, in times of trial, you know, um, if you wait for stuff to be comfortable, you're going to miss out real quick example. A lot of money was made during this coronavirus thing. A lot of money was made, but if you were a person that was waiting, oh man, I'll invest when the market get, you know, a little more stable, you probably missed, you missed out on millions, real talk, literal millions. You know, if you're waiting for things to get a little bit better for you to call that person and then they passed away, which we've been seeing for the last couple months. All we've seen is reports of death, reports of pain. Imagine you was waiting to hit up somebody, but now they're not here because you was waiting for your circumstances to meet your comfort so that God could use you. You know what I'm saying? This is a we're going to have these conversations, man. And I pray that this encourages you. I'm talking about, I pray that you get off the mic or when I get off the mic or when you put the phone down after the show, you one, subscribe, boom, two, check out the website, some dope stuff on there. Got a book on there. I'm putting out, I got put out, I got some clothes on there. You know, I got some stuff in real estate. I got some, um, some clothing stuff. I got, like, I got some merch and some dope stuff going on. So those are the two things you bang out. Boom, boom, boom. Right. But then thirdly and most importantly, you take these challenges and you grow, you build on. You email me at fathership at um, fathership project at gmail and you share some stories, you share some testimonies, you share some tips. Oh, you know what? That was dope, man. When you said I read that when I heard that show, it made me think about this. And bang, and I did that. And what do you guys think? And and then we can share this. As well as I'm gonna take I'm I'm here to glean all the information. I'm not going to pretend that I'm just here to, no, I'm here to learn too. I want all the secrets. So, with that being said, I pray that you guys are encouraged right now. I pray that um, you're as excited as I am. Tell a friend, man. The Fathership Project is here and now, and it's going to be here. Every day I'm working on content. I'm working on how how we're going to get the message to Show the world, man, that fathers are essential and fathers matter. Listen, good dads are good for the environment. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it at that, man. I pray that this blessed you, man. I hope it explained it, you know, that you get an update. You got a, a notification of a podcast. You like the Fathership Project. Well, I never saw this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I unvived everybody. 
Let's keep moving. You got it. And if you don't got it, subscribe to it so you can't have it. It won't happen again. I promise you. You gotta trust me. I haven't steered you wrong before. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so, y'all be blessed. Um, and I dare you to encourage somebody. You are listening to The Fathership Project. I will be your host, Demetrius Early. And what else do I say at the end of this? How can I? Hey, listen. Because this is all still new. So, we're going to, you know, but I'm just being honest. And, hey, listen. The best fathers are connected to the father. So if you're trying to find out how to be a better father, start start by trying to be a better son to the father. Peace and God bless. You've been listening to the Fathership Project. <laughs>